This is Leona Graham and it's part two of my podcast, Rock and Road, all about cars, motorbikes and music. Three things which I really love and that go together really well. Thank you for your feedback about episode one. Great to read your comments. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Rock and Road Pod. Now this week I have an actual celebrity on the show, believe it or not. Thank you for recognising my talents. No, not you. What do you mean? Not you, Harley. You were last week, but you're not a celebrity, so you were, like, just on the pilot episode. I've got an actual celebrity this week. Really? Who? Nasty Nick. Who's Nasty Nick? Well, you're not going to know that because you weren't even born. Yeah, well, you've got a celebrity talking to you right now, so I don't know why you're complaining. Out. So this week I have an actual celebrity guest. Drum roll. It's Nasty Nick. Yes, from Big Brother 1. We'll also have a review of the Honda NC750X motorbike and my album recommendations. Last week I gave you a brief history of my driving and biking life. And then I went online and said, what would you like me to tell you more about? We had a vote and you wanted to know what happened to my first car, the Ford Escort Mark II, that I saved up for so carefully all my childhood. Well, it wasn't good news, I'm afraid. Now, I was hanging around in my group of mates. We were all about 17 or 18. Most of us had cars because we lived in the countryside. And one of these guys, as I mentioned before, uh, did up Ford Anglias and raced them. And his dad was really into these cars as well. So I learned a few racing driver tips from him. And my Ford Escort Mark II had a rear-wheel drive. And what I used to try and do on the corners was flip the back end out just a little bit on the corners. But I did this one time, and let me just say how stupid this was. But it was raining, and it was a really sharp corner, almost a literal right angle. As I came into this corner, I tried to do that little move. However, I aquaplaned and glided across the road, ended up going up a grass verge and hitting face-on into a big post. So, of course, the car was totally smashed up at the front. I was actually okay, and there was no one around because it was just a country lane. But there was no mobile phone, so I had to get out and walk down to the nearest town and phone my sister. My parents were actually on holiday at the time, so I phoned my sister, and she's one of those people that just knows what to do in a crisis. And she said, right, don't worry, I'll get it sorted. So she managed to retrieve me and the vehicle and get it back to our house. She even covered the front end of the car, which was totally smashed in, with some tarpaulin so that when my parents got back from holiday, the first thing they saw was not my smashed up car and to stop them from absolutely freaking out. So that was the end of that. All my hard work saving up for my first dream car wasted. And I had to give it back to our car mechanic who sold it, I don't know, for parts or something. And I had to downgrade to a much cheaper car. And car number two was brown and round, and it did look like a giant poo. It was an Austin Allegro. And I actually gave this car a nickname, and I'm not going to swear on the podcast. I don't even know if I'm allowed to. But I will remove the S from the front letter of this word. I called this car Hitmobile, or Hitmo for short. Now, I did have some fun in that car, let me tell you. But I won't tell you today. Let's get on with the podcast and move on now to my vehicle review. This week I'm reviewing a motorcycle. It's a Honda NC750X DCT. 
And don't worry if you're not into bikes. I'm not some kind of full-on expert here, but I can tell you a few things that might be of interest. One of which is it's an automatic. Most motorbikes are manual, and I've had a few issues with that. One of them being I can't be bothered changing gear all the time in the city. I've certainly changed since my youth. The correct term is DCT, dual clutch transmission. I'll tell you more on the road. Now let's get this thing started up. Ooh, listen to that lovely engine sound. Okay, I'm going to pull off the drive now. Okay, I'm going to talk about the comfort factor. For me, this is one of the most comfortable bikes I've ever ridden. You're in an upright position, so you're not leaning down like I was on the Ninja, and that made my wrist ache. The seat height is about 83 centimetres. Now, I'm five foot eight, so if you are perhaps lower than, say, five foot five, this might not be the bike for you. I can't get my feet fully flat on the ground when I come to a stop, as I'm about to now. I can get my tiptoes on quite comfortably, but not fully flat. It's got a fat cushioned seat, so very comfortable on my bum. Doesn't blow around in the wind because it's quite heavy. 217 kilograms. So as I mentioned, it's a DCT, dual clutch transmission. There are three different modes as well. Number one, fully automatic, twist and go, which is what I'm using now. Number two, automatic mode with manual override. And number three, fully manual. So if you want to do the old racing up and down the gears, you can. It's got some trigger-style switches on the left-hand handlebar. To put it into car driving terms, the DCT is very similar to the DSG gearbox used by VW and Audi. Right, now let's get past this traffic jam. And so there's no clutch on the left-hand lever. No gears on the left-hand foot to worry about, so you can concentrate more on the ride, the traffic and all the people on the road who are about to pull out in front of you or step out in front of you. You've got to have your wits about you in London, let me tell you. Other gearboxes with a DCT are the Honda Goldwing and also the Africa Twin. So this one is ideal for commuting. Listen to the growl of that engine. petrol tank is under the passenger seat that's usually at the front so the center of gravity is in a better position in terms of the petrol tank but forget about that the main reason i like it being behind me is because it's freed up the front area for a massive storage section nicknamed a frunk so you can fit a helmet in there or in my case my bag with my wallet phone house keys mask hand sanity all of today's essentials it's even got a parking brake on it so it's like all the comforts of a car but it's a bike and it overtakes the traffic what's not to like i'm going to turn right now and have an opportunity to open the bike up a little bit and go a little bit faster So without the clutch on my left hand and the gears on my left foot, that frees them up to just relax. I've got a brake on my right foot and a brake on my right hand and the accelerator on my right hand. It doesn't feel heavy when you're out on the road, let me tell you. And even when I've got Harley on the back, I can't even notice he's there. Not just because he's a scrawny 11-year-old. <laughs> right, I'm just pulling back onto the drive now. 
If you wanted to buy one of these, you'd be looking at about £6,800. But for me, this is my favourite bike for living in London, without a doubt. I'm joined on my podcast by Nick. Um, well known in the UK is Nasty Nick. Hi, Nick. How are you? And more importantly, where are you? <laughs> I'm in Sydney, Australia at the moment. It's uh, it's just coming into our summer, so we've got blue skies and, and, and warmth. Why did you leave the UK? I don't know. I just think I, I was sick of grey grey nights, um, warm beer and just, just England's chaotic uh, state. So I just wanted to come back to where I was when I was 18 and 19 and very happy. So I've been here seven years now, so it's uh, a long time. So you've settled in? Settled in, yeah. It's. Uh, I thought I'd come. I didn't really. I thought I'd come for three months, but I was kidding myself. And uh, literally... Um, I will be a citizen hopefully this time next year, so I'm changing my colours from white to yellow. So nobody knows who you are over there, I presume, or do they? <laughs> no, nobody knows. Unfortunately, there are sometimes runs of come dine with me or whatever, and people kind of look at you, but no, I'm, I'm like a ghost here, which is great. It means I can do normal things like go to McDonald's and come dine with me. And- Yes, I was on the. On, yeah, I did the sled version about <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Okay, right. So, um, but you like being anonymous, do you? Yeah, it's quite nice. It's quite, it's quite nice that uh, I can just do normal, just normal everyday things, and I don't have to, you know, dress up and just look a hundred percent when you're not feeling it. And it's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's nice. I, I don't miss it. Um, and although there's lots of reality shows I could do, and if I wanted to do that, I could do it. But, you know, it's uh, the past is the past. Talking of the past, it's been 20 years, so they did rerun some of your episodes um, as a sort of anniversary. So you were all over the TV again here, and everybody was talking about you again. And um, that was quite interesting. Even people asking me, because they found out that I knew you. Oh, you knew Nick. <laughs> um, but I remember when we used to drink in the old days, because I, I knew you just after you'd come out of the house, didn't I? Because we drank in the same pub. And you told me back then that you'd gone into that show. It was just an unknown game show at the time. It's just a Channel 4 unknown show and you had no idea that it would be watched by anybody that the press would be interested and that in fact that you know there was helicopters flying above you were front page of all the papers so how did that feel coming out thinking my god absolutely everybody knows who I am all of a sudden I know it's kind of weird it took it took it took a long time to settle in to the fact that uh, um, we went into a show thinking it's late night channel four who watches late night channel four apart from you know people who are not working or, or, or students or you're back from the pub so we never we never expected it we never thought it we never used it as a vehicle to to, to further uh, careers like people now do on Instagram or, or reality TV so for us we were sort of virgins to it so of course, we were surprised when suddenly you go in and nobody, and then somebody, then you come out and everyone knows who you are. So it is quite strange. Yeah, it was you quite were, strange. You were given this nickname, Nasty Nick. I mean, how did that feel? Oh, do you know what? It's, you know, it's, 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 England likes to put tags on people. If, if I was an EastEnders actor and, I, and I'd left EastEnders 20 years ago, I would still be known as ex EastEnders actor. So, you know, it's just a way that. Uh, the British like to stick a label or stick a nickname on someone. It's a, it, it, it's a cultural thing rather than... But did it affect me? No, I think it's better to have a nickname than come out and then people go, what, were you really on Big Brother? So, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> yeah. A- 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad you took a positive spin on it. That's brilliant. Um, and of course, we had fun in the old days going around the pubs drinking because you were <laughs> free and available during the week. And so was I because I was presented just at the weekends only. So we I became, know. We became drinking buddies. Um, <laughs> oh, good... yeah, and the, the weird thing is the pub we drank in, the Adelaide, uh, and Adelaide is in Australia. So, you know, it's kind of a, a strange link. But um, You've gone full there. circle. Full circle. You know, the, the whole thing about calling you nasty and, and cheating and that. I remember you saying to me then as well, it was just a game show. Of course I'm going to cheat. I didn't realise it was such a big deal. I think now you look at the game shows now, people do far worse things um, than I did. And I think it's just people outraged that, that, that at the time that someone can actually play the game and not sit. You know, it wasn't supposed to be a, uh, a self-help workshop. It wasn't supposed <laughs> to be a kumbaya type thing. It was it was a game show with prize money. and the reality of trying to play the game and winning or not winning as as it may be <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh wow well those were the days definitely and now you've moved on you started a new life i'm now doing this podcast and i've got some questions, questions for you on the podcast so what vehicle do you drive and why okay the vehicle at the moment i drive is called a hyundai santa fe highlander um it's uh basically it's a it's a four-wheel drive uh it's a white car uh, it's got a very good engine and because in australia we tend to go big distances um so you kind of need a car that's got air conditioning that won't break down uh and sadly uh korean cars have a very good durability out here in the intense heat and it's comfortable it's got leather seats and yeah, because I've I've moved into the arena of being middle aged or, or getting old, so um, I have to kind of suit that uh, that 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 tier. Now, Nick, what was your first car? My first car ever was a red Golf uh, convertible. Oh, that's good. Still remember, yeah, I still remember, I still remember the license plate. Um, and I think what was really good about that is someone actually stole the tape cassette from it. So when I had to replace it, I replaced it with uh, with a CD um, player, oh, which was oh. uh, much better than the old-fashioned tapes that used to get eaten up. So everywhere. what year was that? But that year I got that car was in 1989. Okay, yes, that's around the time I started driving as well. Because if you didn't take your cassette player with you when you got out the car, they would just nick it, wouldn't they? You had to take the yeah. whole thing out. Yeah, those are the days when people literally broke a window, put a screwdriver in it and, and just yanked the whole thing out. What made you go for a convertible? I don't know. I saw it and I, it's, it was kind of that sort of very, um, I want that so I'm, I must have it, the type of thing that young people have today when they can have everything on tap. I just <laughs> yeah. saw it and, and I just started working and the payments weren't very much, at like 100, £119 a month. Did you, you know, ever actually get the roof down? Was it hot enough? Yeah, well, it's, it, I think you took the roof down at any chance, just, just put the aircon on. But it was yeah, every, it was a time that you either had a Peugeot convertible, GTI, or a, or, or a Golf, um, along with an Aaron jumper as well. <laughs> so uh, what do you like to listen to when you're driving? Well, let's, let's go back to that Golf. What did you listen to in the car Oh, then? God, I actually had, I remember this because I was, I was thinking about it, I actually had five albums. The first was uh, Four and a Four. Uh, which was a great album. Yeah, brilliant uh, album. I had also Meat Loaf, Bad Out of Hell album. Yep. Uh, this has kind of got a very eclectic taste. I also had uh, Madness is One Step Beyond. Yes. Uh, also Billy Joel's An Innocent Man. And also, remember the compilation that first came out, I think, in probably earlier, but now that's what I call Music Volume 1. Volume 1? 
volume one. It was great. So it had oh. such a, I think with You Can't Hurry Love with Phil Collins on it. Um, and it was just, that was the first time I had this m- massive compilation. It was just a great CD. And I'd also, I had a Boney M, Night Flight to Venus, moving on very quickly. Did, but, you, say, um, did you just say Boney M? Yes, I said, yeah, Night Flight to <laughs> Venus, the album. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> no, that is brilliant. What a collection. Uh, my first Now album was Now 4, so and having Now 1, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, now, Nick, what is your dream vehicle? My dream vehicle would be an Aston Martin DB8. I was going to, re- I was so tempted, actually, a couple of years just after we started to go to the pub to get one, but... Do you know what I bought? Uh, I bought a house instead, which I kind of regret because you shouldn't really. Life is too short. But I'm actually doing a. They have a thing here where you have two days. It's like a red letter day, and you drive really nice cars. And I'm doing a McLaren, uh, whatever it is, the McLaren 250, and a Ferrari Spider. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, it will be fun. Talking of driving fast, are there any songs that make you want to drive faster? I think uh, I think Bad Out of Hell does because. <laughs> yes. um, there's a band that uh, was quite uh, big out here, uh, still is, and quite big in, in England, Midnight Oil. Um, their mm. album, Beds Are Burning, is quite good car music. And lastly, Nick, um, what was your favourite of all the vehicles you've had over the years and why? <laughs> oh, I think my favourite uh, vehicle ever uh, was my Caterham. Caterham 7. It was a red little two-seater sports car. It looked like a chitty bang when if I drove around London, it made a hell of a racket. Could only fit two of you in in it. They only built six of them. It had a good speaker system in it. You had to have a, a four point harness, and it was just it was just a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous for London. Go kart on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's been lovely to chat to you, Nick. Thank you so much for uh, coming on my new podcast. Excellent, and uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to reminisce about the past and music and cars. What a great combination! If anybody's got any questions for Nick, feel free to uh, send me them via Instagram, Rock and Road Pod. Now on to my album reviews. I'm going to pick up one that Nick actually mentioned at the beginning, and it's Foreigner 4. This is a great album, especially for the car. Jukebox Hero and Urgent are the standout driving tracks, I think, for that. But if you fancy a really good sing-song where nobody can hear you, and if you feel like you can have a go at reaching those high notes, have a good old belt out to Waiting for a Girl Like You. That's a great song. Meanwhile, if you want something brand new and quite eclectic, to use one of Nick's words, uh, there is an artist out there who is covering several genres of music in one album. And in fact, he's just won the Hyundai Music Prize, which is a yearly music prize awarded to the best album released in the UK by a British act. So this is a big deal. Now, he is called Michael Kiwanuka. His album is called Kiwanuka, and in fact, you may have already heard his music if you've ever watched a programme called Big Little Lies, because one of his songs is the theme tune. Yes, Big Little Lies. You've watched it, you've heard it. Now you know it's by Michael Kiwanuka. So this album that won the award combines all types of music. Rock, folk, soul, 
indie. He's acknowledged his influences from musicians such as Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, Jack Johnson, the band, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, Funkadelic and loads more. Great track on the album for me is Heroes. That's definitely got some Jimi Hendrix influences. Also, the opening two tracks are quite lively. The rest of the album is quite mellow. So this will be good if you are in the mood for a relaxing drive. So that is almost it from me on this week's podcast. For photographs of today's podcast, see Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. Actually, Dexter's just walked in the studio. Hi, Dexter, you OK? Yeah. Now, you're not a celebrity, so you can't come in either. I am a celebrity. You can't even say it, so you're definitely not a celebrity. <laughs> I can. Come on, then, try again. Celebrity. And again? Celebrity. 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 <laughs> but you're not one, OK? Yes, I am. You're not. I've already had this argument with Harley. You don't even know what the podcast is called. No. Well then, out. No, you out. You don't even know what it's called. Yes, I do. What's it called then? Podcast. No, it is not called podcast. It's called Rock and Road Podcast. Do you even know what that means? Rock and Road means it's a rocking road. (sighs) Right, you hop it. Off you go. Now, as I was saying, see Instagram at Rock and Road Pod for photographs from today's episode. Also, facebook.com slash rockandroadpod. And any questions, you can always ask me on Twitter at rockandroadpod. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.